You're listening to Manufacturing Ignition Hot Topics, bringing you right up to date on the latest trends and discussions within UK manufacturing. Sponsored by Bonfire Recruitment, helping manufacturing leaders across the UK to attract the best talent for their manufacturing company. Ignite your business or career today by visiting www.bonfirerecruitment.com. Here's your hosts, Terry Mallin and Scott Buchanan. Okay, so in this episode of the Manufacturing Ignition Hot Topic, we're going to discuss what's in store for UK manufacturing in 2018. So Scott, obviously when we were going through the last episodes that we've been discussing, it's had a, you know, UK manufacturing's had a really positive end to 2017. We mentioned that the PMI in November was at its highest level in four years. And with that November PMI result, it continues to illustrate the momentum currently surrounding the UK manufacturing industry. And I think, you know, we, we've been, what's the best word for it? We've been steering on the basis of actual people and business leaders to start looking into, if they're not already, opportunities that are out there with smarter technology for their manufacturing site. And I think it's very important that actually during 2018 that people do you know, even read, you know, having a read, if you get the chance, the, the Made Smarter Review, um, which is a part of the government's broader industrial strategy, and actually putting a plan in place where actually you're looking at opportunities and how to be far more productive, putting automation and, you know, taking advantage of systems that allow the your, your machinery to communicate and actually operate more, more effectively. And that's all with the challenges as well and the uncertainty over BritX and recruitment and skill shortages. What's your thoughts on that, Scott? Yeah, I, th- I think you're, you're, you're making sense, Terry. And I think one of the things that, that certainly has come to the fore of pretty much all manufacturing organisations that we've been working with in 2017 is that the ones that have, I guess, not embraced the change, do you know that way maybe not embraced, um, whether it's continuous improvement or actually reviewing what product they're bringing to market or, you know, against their competition, they're getting left behind. Do you know that way? And and I think that what companies are now realising is the ones that have certainly done it have realised what a massive difference has happened and they're actually keen to embrace more. Do you know that way? Um, so they're, they're actually ahead of the curve rather than, um, you know, slightly half up or at the bottom of it, which is not where you want to be. Um, if you if you think of, you know, the, the companies that have been doing, you know, things, I mean, there's been, we, we hear actually certainly in Scotland and I know certainly down in Wales actually as well, there's been some major ones where um, there's been redundancies announced in certain organisations, but actually, what what's happened is there there's then been new jobs created because actually the sector that the companies are looking at is just adjusting, yep. you know, that way. So although their, their skills may be not required at that point in time, new skills will be required and actually the volume of new skills required is actually greater than what was there previously um, and paying better yeah. as well, you know, that way. So I think it's all about looking forward. Well, exactly. And, and looking at companies that invested in 2017, so in the automotive, Manufacturing space. You've got Toyota, who've invested 240 million into its Derbyshire site. You've got Aston Martin, who are taking ownership of its second UK production plant in South Wales, which is a great investment actually in South Wales. Do you know that? Um, because there's great skill sets down there, and you know that, and, and that's part of 200 million that Aston Martin's investing in new products and facilities. And uh, Scott, if you remember rightly, I was mentioning about Aston bringing out their 
I think it's their first electric car. That's um, right. Yeah. I can't, what was it called again? Like the Type X or something like that, the Type R, I can't remember. But yeah, I, I mean, Aston Martin's doing great things. You know, they're looking to create 750 direct jobs, you know, from this 200 million investment and then a further 3,000 across the supply chain due to uh, that investment they're making. And they will. Um, you know, we, we've, we've you know, it's a company that we, that we know well and certainly the, 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 the challenge that I guess companies like Aston and McLaren and company maybe like Dyson as well, whereby that what they are because they're leading the technology, do you know that way they are they are leading the way. They they are sometimes struggle or constantly struggle to attract not not it's not the attraction, it's trying to identify the skills required to allow, you know, to, to allow these investment programs to happen. So what these companies tend to do is invest heavily in graduate programs and, you know, developing or um, cross, you know, skilling folks so that they can actually yeah. do all these things, which again is, is fantastic. Do you know that way? It's, it's, it's all positive. Exactly. And then tying into the automation piece, global industrial robot manufacturer, Fanuc, they're relocating their new headquarters. So that's going to comprise of you know, uh, design, manufacturing and a training facility, as well as a showroom for obviously the robotics as well. So, you know, they're clearly making an investment into... That's massive. But if they're, if they're yeah. doing that, that's incredible because they are absolutely one of the world's leading, um, you know, in automation type. Well, I, I know them from robots and so on, but certainly they are the, the leader in, in their, their area. And it seems like a massive site as well, isn't it? It's massive. It's 107,000 square feet, I think, <laughs> the building is. So it gives you an idea. So, so, so that kind of gives an idea. So 2017, very positive at the back end for manufacturing, a really good a really good growth year with uh, with all the uncertainties that are going along as well. So what, what is 2018 going to have in store, Scott? 2018, um, you know, it's, it's, it's a year of challenge, I guess. I think one of the things that's happening is tying in with last year, it's, it's about the continuous growth factor. So investment in connectivity and technology is going to increase. And, you know, the factors of foreign exchange rates and raw materials are going to kick in as well. So it's 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 making sure that, but you know, that your business is is aligned to being in the right side of the, of these 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 things as well. So it's certainly something to to be thinking about. Yeah, of course. I and I think I think when you were mentioning about it being a more challenging year, I think that's due to, you know, as you kind of touched on there, you know, what's the exchange rate going to be like? You know, what's the cost of form? You know, raw materials as well. That's where the challenge is going to be, and actually managing cash flow as well to be able to invest in connectivity and technology and to allow you to be far more productive. I think that that's that's the core of what the challenge is expected to be, and then that will tie in as well. You know how friendly investors or banks or funding is going to be available as well and and then off the back of that as well who's willing to take the risk and uh, kind of put their neck in the line to make that investment to then capitalize on the opportunities that are there with the likes of these robotic manufacturers and uh, Etc. You know, yeah. um, I think one of the, I mean, we touched on the euro and the Brexit scenario is what it is, but I think it's it's the you know trying to identify the new market opportunities. 
Do you know that way? So is it South America? Is it is it Asia? Do you know for the given products? And there'll be no right or wrong answer for you know across the board. It will be you know depending on the market segment that you know your manufacturing organisation is is trying to tie into. But I do wonder whether it's it's now more prudent than ever to have you know a good financial director, certainly someone keeping an eye on the, the cost factors on a global basis. Do you know that way? So that you're you're buying your raw material at the right time, and and you know you've got the product going out at the you know to the right markets and so on. That's certainly something that should will certainly be at the fore. Um, and yeah, and and a hundred percent. And I think actually, you know, to make sure that 2018 is you know a strong start to the to the year, which is obviously off the back of last year, we need to make sure that their manufacturing companies have got their investment intentions all set all set out and that ties in with what you're saying is having a good FD and that's working that out and investing in the right areas that's going to allow them to boost their productivity and remain competitive in a global market there's no question about that yeah and look I, th- I think it's it's so easy on a day-to-day basis, isn't it, to to think about, you know, well, we, we did, you know, X number last month, let's do this, you know, let's try and beat it this month or this time last year, you know, let's let's try and beat that. But actually, you know, I think thinking outside the box, you know, especially at the, you know, the, the, the levels that we work at, I think is, is so important and is so easy to forget about as well to allow, you know, the, the ideas that, that we'll touch on, you know, such as, you know, I think you were going to talk about, you know the the innovation piece and 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 what what companies yeah. are, are looking at. So, and given a bit more of a broader perspective and into what's in store for UK manufacturing in two thousand eighteen, um, so a lot of investment in science, research, and innovation. I think will come uh, from reading uh, articles online, developing skills with insights as well. Uh, Scott, we've touched on in the past podcast as well about STEM and. And introducing that into schools and, and encouraging young uh, people to be interested in manufacturing. So so with that in mind, a lot of these people might not necessarily go to university or college and might just start their career uh, within manufacturing. So it's actually developing those skills internally and providing the necessary training and support to, um, well, to give these... To, 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 and do you know what? Do you know what, Terry? And I, I don't know if this ties in with stats, but certainly based on what I'm seeing, the companies that we were working with last year, certainly there was a change. The companies were beginning to um, invest in developing their staff seriously. You know, so supporting through universities, you know, to get their MBAs um, and and further down the chain as well, so that actually that that you know that the, the it ties in with, I guess, engaging your employee, doesn't it? Whereby they, they feel the investment and, and they'll do you a good job. But certainly companies are now embracing that and that is definitely going to help everyone, I would have thought. Yeah, exactly. And and I think for everything to take into place as well, you know, the I think from a government perspective has actually been, you know, for, for there to be a complete overhaul uh, and review process of, you know, like the transport networks, you know, utilities, energy, you know, digital being the sort of speed of internet and all that good stuff. I know there's a lot of incentives and initiatives out there, but it's actually for businesses to take advantage of that as well and make sure everything's set up for potential future growth to make sure that it's not hindered or interrupted at all. Look, I think we, and you know my thoughts on the, the political structure um, that we all have to enjoy in this com- in this country, but when you do travel um, abroad, you see what it can be like. Do you know that way? 
and actually, you know, we, we've all experienced that uh, it's normally typically in a, a rainy, snowy, you know, morning um, whereby you can't get from A to B for whatever reason or that, the, you know, the cost of gas or electricity is has got incredible. And I think being able to, to be able to control that and actually have, it's all very well companies coming to the UK to invest in the UK, but actually they are, they are going to look at the running costs as well um, and actually having something that, that, you know, the infrastructure in there to allow that to happen. And don't get me wrong, you know, what the HS2 project and, the, you know, the new the Hinkley power station and so on, that's all going to kick in. But I think it's 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 then tying in with the, the supply chain into these areas, do you know, that way, um, to allow manufacturing to take advantage of it is, 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 is critical, I would have thought. Focusing and building on where the UK as a nation is very strong and a competitive advantage compared to a global scale, you know, you've got industries such as automotive, as we've touched on, aerospace, pharmaceutical, you know, where... You know, the UK is leading with regards to battery technology, autonomous vehicles, as we discussed in podcast one a way back uh, two and a half months ago. You know, and actually promote that and build on that and, and, and continue to be a sort of world leader within these sort of sectors as well as building up in other areas as well. You know, I think the point here is but actually you cannot, we cannot look at the, the manufacturing marketplace now as the UK or Europe, can we? It's It's got to be, you know, bigger because that is where we're competing. You know, that way we're up against other countries across the world who can transport their goods to the UK, you know, cost effectively now. So I think we've got to make sure our manufacturing organisations are in a, a strong position or a competitive position. That's the point, isn't it? It's a competitive position um, to make sure that, that they can get their goods um, or services to the to the, the market areas and and develop, having the the the, 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 the the staffing capability to allow this to happen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And and I think summarising all that up, Scott. So 2018 should be a year about driving growth across the entire UK manufacturing market. Make sure that we're building on particular strengths in, in different places and addressing those factors that are possibly hampering growth. And make sure that you know there is a plan for investment in key infrastructure projects, increasing local skill levels and backing regional innovation strengths. Totally agree. Thanks for listening to the Manufacturing Ignition podcast. If you've made it this far, we take it that you enjoyed the show. In return, we'd love it if you'd leave us a rating and review on iTunes. Subscribe while you're there and we'll catch you for the next episode.